attention. For a moment his gaze stayed on her left eye, which had been punctured in the attack and had spilled slightly onto her cheek, leaving the eyeball surface subtly wrinkled. The tip of the bone shard that had caused the wound was visible in the fractured mess surrounding the eye, retreated now that the damage was done. Above her left ear he saw a flap of Alice's scalp that had been lifted in the assault. The severe damage underneath was a confusion of color. Whites, grays, and reds mingled with Alice's blonde hair. The worst of the damage to the head was at the back, pressed to the wall and not visible. Ready at last, Jonah closed his eyes and continued with the revival. Moments later, her throat quivered briefly. A dozen more seconds passed, and then he had her. She's here, he said. The corpse inhaled, an unpleasant wet rasping coming from the chest. Jonah couldn't help noticing how unevenly the chest rose, open in places, jagged lines clear through clothing. Low cracks of bone and gristle were audible under the groan of air entering the dead woman's lungs. Her vocal cords started to move, creating a gentle wail. Full, her chest halted. My name is Jonah Miller. Can you tell me who you are? Jonah tensed, waiting. It was far from certain that she would be able to respond at all, let alone audibly. A low sigh rose from her, the grim bubbling from her lungs distressingly loud in comparison. Then a word formed. Yes, she said. Alice. To the cameras, her voice was a whisper, monotone and distant. To Jonah, it was as if the corpse spoke directly into his ears with a terrible clarity. This clarity was equally true of the emotional state of the subject, laid bare to the reviver. With murder, the emotion was often anger, anger at being dead, anger at being disturbed. Gripping her hand, Jonah leaned in. He steeled himself and made full eye contact. The dead couldn't see, but if he avoided looking his subject in the eye, he felt like a coward. You're safe, Alice, he said. His voice was calm and warm. The chest fell as Alice exhaled. Sounds of popping and of tissue coming unstuck came from her. She inhaled again. No, she said. Her voice was full of despair, and this was a bad sign. He needed indignation, not self-pity. He paused, uncertain whether she was aware of her situation. It was more common in adult subjects. Sometimes they simply didn't know they were dead. A refusal to accept it could bring the revival to an abrupt end, a rapid onset of incoherence, then silence. Do you know where you are, Alice? He asked. My office. Her tone, her sense of loss, he could tell. She knew what had happened and was understandably afraid. Please, let me go, she said. Jonah halted, a painful memory surfacing. He had heard those words often enough since, but they still made him pause. I will, but there are questions I have to ask. What happened here, Alice? What happened to you? Alice exhaled but said nothing. Precious seconds slipped past. Jonah knew how agitated the observers would be, watching their key witness flounder, knowing time was short, but he was patient. At last, the chest moved again, and she inhaled. Please, let me go, she said. Jonah considered his options for a moment, then chose another tack. 
He made his voice cold, stern. Tell me what happened, Alice, then I'll let you go. Another pause. We want to catch who did this, but you need to help me. Still no reply. He decided to risk scolding her. Don't you care what's been done to you? He sensed anger forming, outrage congealing from her despair. I was alone, she said. The building was empty. I was working. The door opened. She inhaled, then paused. With each breath she took, with each pause she had now, there was a risk of it being a final silence. He needed her to keep talking, her breath's momentary delays. Time was running out. Yet he had to take care, not push too hard. He waited a few seconds before prompting. What time was it? Eleven. Just after. I asked him what he was doing here. Who was it, Alice? He said, George.